This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Now, we hate to start the show on a negative uh, kind of taste in the mouth, but that's just how things are. Richie and I have received dog abuse over the weekend, and rightly so, for our handling of the uh, enactment of the Big Coat Protocol this year. You know how it is. You guys wait for us to give the actual signal, a little bit like Groundhog Day, uh, as to whether uh, it's time to crack out the big coats when the weather changes. And we've been locked uh, in disagreements over the past seven or eight days. It's... it's <laughs> Everything's ground to a halt. We've not been able to decide on to whether uh, to enact the Big Coat Protocol or not. That, that's kind of fair, that summer, summary of where we're at. It's not right, Richie. It's a very fair summary. I was expecting to uh, come in this time last week and it to be enacted. That was not the case because it can only be given the green light if both of us are in agreement. Now, we're not in that situation right now, uh, but we do have news for you that we are expecting an announcement tomorrow on the show at five o'clock which means more meetings uh uh, more you know uh tense negotiations between richie and myself i mean about you richie i've had a weekend of people shouting at me in the shop saying get your act together what are you doing (laughs) i've had a week decision i've had a weekend of people saying to me i'm with you richie i'm with you i hope he comes around soon well, I was slightly reluctant to enact it so soon. Richie wanted action more swiftly. So, look, this is what we're going to do. Tomorrow, a big announcement based on how today's show goes. We're calling it the Big Coat Vote. You get to decide in your local area whether you, as a uh, part of the United Kingdom, crack out the Big Coat or wait. The consultation period is open Tell us where you are and whether you want it, yes or no. Mark Anthony says, Finsbury Park, North London, definitely big coat weather. (laughs) Chris is in Essex, says my big coat is in the loft, still in short sleeves, no jumper, no jacket, I don't feel the cold. Uh, You can take it to the next level with photos if you like. Phil has got in touch with a photo of him outside in what appears to be his own hot tub saying no big coat needed, he's naked. (laughs) But then there's people like Mandy. Um, I'm in Bolton. I have had my big coat out for a few weeks now. We don't like that, Mandy. We can respect that we can differ in opinion, but the fact that you've broken the protocol, it's not good to see. Awkward one for you here, Bush. Uh, Claire's got in touch. She's representing Torbay. You've spent so much time down in Devon in your life. How are your locals voting? Claire says, definitely big coat and scarf weather. Hasn't quite got to hats and gloves yet, but it won't be long. I'm disappointed, but I understand her decision. Uh, This one here says, Hackney says a big no. Uh, Also, just sent that to the wife by mistake. She texted back saying, what the hell are you talking about? So be careful where you send your messages this evening, folks. (laughs) Uh, Jan's hanging on to chat. She's representing uh, Berry. What are your thoughts, Jan? So I've had my big coat on since early October. And it's more of a question of whether the gloves and hats should be cracked open, I think. Now, now just to confirm this, Jan, it's a poor line, but just to confirm what you're saying, you've had your big coat on since October. Yeah. (laughs) Jan, it upsets us to hear that because we've been consistent on this show that it can only be done when home time has opened up the big coat protocol (laughs) and here you are saying you want a gloves and hat protocol. Yeah, I'm a rebel. (laughs) And how how do the people of Berry, which you represent, feel about you walking around like an Eskimo in October (laughs) when it was still quite hot? Uh, I'm not really bothered. (laughs) (laughs) Heretic. Good to talk to you, Jan. Thank you. Thank you.
Thanks. Quite a few uh, rebellions going on here. Carly Spice says Thamesmead, South East London. The Big Coke protocol was activated about two weeks ago. I don't think it was, Carly. Uh, expensive Big Coke stolen from the pub whilst watching the Fury fight at the weekend, says Fuming Dave Block in Brighton. I'd say that's karma for going out and wearing your Big Coke when we hadn't said you could wear it yet. What about that? I bet it was one of them leather ones with tassels and stuff on the back. <laughs> uh, Jules is in Newcastle. What is the Newcastle vote? Who wears a big coat in this weather? It's still summer in Newcastle, man. <laughs> so you it's know, still summer in Newcastle. If you go to St James's Park, you see the lads with no socks on. <laughs> so what, if it was only a decision taken in Newcastle, when would be the time to get the big coats out? Never. Okay. <laughs> so, what have you what been wearing in the evening coat? when you go when you go out and it's cold, uh, Jules? Oh, what do you wear jeans, in the evening? J- just jeans and a t-shirt. <laughs> Outrageous! Outrageous! <laughs> oh dear, Jules. Okay, thank you very much. The Newcastle vote has been lodged. Ah, cheers, then. Take care. The Daily Takeaway. Richie's daily takeaway. Freezing cold is exactly what it is like and people will soon be going to their cars first thing in the morning and needing to defrost their windscreens. Bush, you've known me for long enough. Uh, I have had my patented system for how to defrost a windscreen. I've always shared it with everybody, haven't I? Uh, you have. And it is, it's it's a legendary thing that is very much yours. Thank you very much. Just in case uh, you've not heard it before, all you need to do when you get in the car is put your sun visors at 45 degrees so when that hot air goes over the windscreen to defrost your windscreen, it hits the visors and that hot air goes back down. Uh, so you're getting double the defrost but uh, with exactly the same system. So it's double quick. Uh, this has been my system. People have always heard it and thought this is amazing well over the weekend it's been nicked Uh, it it has gone viral a lady called sarah has posted on tiktok uh, this exact same tip this exact same hack it's had over three million views on tiktok people like the mirror the sun the daily express any online portal that you can think of reposting sarah's tiktok it's my idea i've been doing it for years I can't believe they've nicked the Firth Burst. That's Thank what we you. should have called it, the Firth Burst. <laughs> I feel bad for you, man. It's like uh, I've seen this over the weekend, actually, that people have been sharing it, and I, I thought, oh, he's going to be fuming about this. It's, it's a little bit like you, you're like the Pete Best of the hot weather hack, <laughs> cold weather hack <laughs> world. I, missed out. What, what can you do? Can you do anything about it? Or what? I can't because like, it's just an idea, isn't it? I, it I've, I've never put it in print and sent it to the patent office. Um, I, I must thank the many home-time listeners who have got in touch over the weekend, uh, whether it's on Twitter or email, and have been going, this is your idea. This was yours. They've nicked it. Well, it's, you're weirdly enough, right? Exact same things happened to me. Uh, about a week ago, I, do, I drew a stupid cartoon of things that wind Roy Keane, the football pundit, mm-hmm. up, and just put it out on Twitter. Now loads of people have been nicking it on Reddit and pretending that it's theirs. And I got accused by some bloke I'd never met before this morning of actually stealing it. I flipping drew it. (laughs) It is so annoying. Uh, Tweezer Geezer on Twitter says, I went on a market research forum about the new Super Mario games and I thought of Mario in space. 
and a year or two later, Mario Galaxy was born. He adds, <laughs> cheers, Nintendo, for my cut of the profits. <laughs> How about this from James? Not really any profits that are necessarily involved with this one, but if what he's saying is true, a massive development was his idea. James says, putting the score in the top corner of the television screen for football matches. I suggested it to my dad in about 1990, and he was having none of it. Probably turns out he sent a letter to Rupert Murdoch about it the very next day. So when when did they start putting the score in the top corner? That's a really good point, because I always thought it was always there, but maybe it wasn't. Well, it was. I, I remember the big... I remember the 1989 Arsenal beating Liverpool final day of the season. That never had it in the top corner. Um, and that's a year later, 1990, he claims that he came up with the idea. That is unbelievable. I mean, if he's missed out on, on the adulation of that, he could have been as famous as Pele. Mike knows what it's like, what his family do. He says, I remember getting a Walkman for Christmas in the early 80s and my dad muttering to me, one day we'll be able to carry all of our music around in a device with no movable parts. Mike's dad came up with the iPod. Oh, wow, Barry Jobs, Steve's lesser-known cousin. (laughs) Uh, And it can get messy. This text here says, I remember sharing a picture of my boxer dog in sunglasses and a berry. He looked just like Samuel L. Jackson. Somebody stole this off my Facebook stream. I love that Facebook stream. (laughs) And shared it as his own. But my family and my friends were tagging me in this picture, asking me if this was Tyson, my boxer dog. (laughs) And it was. When I confronted the gentleman on this, he accused me of stealing his personal photographs, but I had the original picture of my dog in a berry who was dressed up with sunglasses. There are awful, awful people out there, and we're hearing so many of these stories. Uh, Harry's hanging on with a similar one. Harry, what did you come up with? Uh, I'm convinced I invented the tuck under. Go on, explain (laughs) what that is. I'm a little bit concerned, but what is it? When you're laid in bed and you're cold, you tuck the duvet underneath your feet at the bottom. Phew. Okay, phew. (laughs) (laughs) Harry, um, to to, to clarify now that Bush knows what we're talking about, I did the tuck under last night. Yeah, well, you probably saw me doing it. (laughs) Do you know what? I was thinking to myself, I haven't seen uh, Silence of the Lambs for ages, so I'll have to slip that back on again. (laughs) (laughs) So how long have you been tucking under, Harry? Uh, For as long as I can remember having a duvet, I'd say. Brilliant. Um, And uh, does it make you feel a lot warmer, that kind of cosy feeling of having it tucked back under your feet? Definitely, yeah. And then it's a nice release when you can kick it away and just get that nice little bit of a breeze under your feet as well. (laughs) Yeah, you can untuck in the morning. That's lovely, isn't it? Exactly that, yeah. (laughs) Good to talk to you, Harry. Thank you, fella. Cheers, guys. Uh, Rich is in Blackpool. What did you come up with? Okay, I'm a teacher. At a school party at Christmas, I came up with a pick and mix crisps. Loads of jars. Got your favourite ones in each jar. You can have whatever you want. Yep. Um... You get a bag and just put in whatever I want. We did this, yeah. and I, it was yeah. And I witnessed this. Um, and then Walker's come up the years later, nicked it. Can you, can you tell us what year you uh, first invented pick and mix crisps, Rich? This must have been about 11 years ago. So, what, 2010, 11, something like that? And, Rich, what, what did Walker's then sort of market their pick and mix crisps as? Uh, mix ups or something. <laughs> How did you feel? How did you feel when you saw an advert for this product on TV? Well, I'm still hurting now. I can imagine so. So, <laughs> so Rich, I mean, obviously, you came up with the idea. I guess you were you were vocal about it at this Christmas party. How do you think this then yeah. got to Walkers? Well, I'm, I'm a school teacher. This is I told all the children this. They all knew about it. No doubt, they went home, told their parents. Word gets around. Mr. Walker finds out. There you go. Makes millions out of it. And I'm still working as a teacher. 
Wow, so every time you see Gary Lineker's face, it must just be haunting memories oh, for you. I love the man, but yeah, that hurts even more, sorry. Hey, Bush, I've just, I've just had a thought. A couple of years back on this show, on this show, we invented KFC-flavoured crisps. Who oh, then went hurts. and put out KFC-flavoured crisps? Walkers, we've got a mole. We've got a mole in the institution. Rich, you're not the no, only one. Good. Well, not, not good at all, really, but never mind. Hey, Rich, you fancy going, going in on a retrospective lawsuit together with me and Richie? Come <laughs> in. I'm in. Listen to this. This text says I had to grab a worn shirt from the wash basket, and because I had to rush out, I said to the missus that it didn't smell too good, and if it would be a good idea, maybe, to put some aftershave or something that smells nice into the water part of the iron. She said, no way. Six months later, we're sitting watching the telly, and an ad comes on the TV for that very thing. Wow. Add freshness to your clothes from the top washing powder company by putting something into your iron. I thought of that. Wow. I, I wasn't even aware that was a development that happened. This is, this is incredible. Greg says, a teacher I had in the early 90s came up with the idea of Alien versus Predator as a film. Ten years later, it became a franchise. I'm not having that. I'm not having that. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Uh, Jen, what did you think of first? Um, about, it was uh, 1999, the year I met my husband, I um, used to take a big pot of blended fruit and juice into work, and I called it fruit soup, and um, <laughs> sadly, I didn't call it an innocent smoothie. <laughs> wow, and then, so you, you're saying that you invented smoothie ahead of smoothies being a thing now? Yeah, and I haven't made much money from it. I mean, Jen, the smoothie market, oh, that must be worth billions. Gutner, isn't it? <laughs> Jen, I don't want to kind of pile in on you. Obviously, this is quite painful. This is quite a hurtful, bad memory for you. But Fruit Soup is a terrible name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, um, and uh, it used to, um, if I didn't wash my glass up, it just looked like someone had been drinking sort of concrete at my desk. So maybe, yeah. yeah. Jen, let's let you have your moment, though. What would have been the fruit and the juice that you would have put in all those decades ago? Oh, pineapple and apple. That's it. Wow. That's such an 80s, oh, 80s yeah. combo right there. <laughs> <A bit limited. laughs> Tony's tweeted us, I invented the digital bus stop display in art class when I was 14. It showed when the next bus would arrive. That was in 1983. We've got someone with an incredible name on the line right now. Emerald, what did you invent? Cheesy chips. <laughs> <laughs> oh, talk us through this. I, I can't wait to hear this. How did you oh. first invent cheesy chips? Well, I was working in a pizza restaurant in East London. Yeah. And um, there's some chips left over in the fryer. I was a bit hungry. Right. So I put them, put them on the bowl, grabbed a handful of cheese, sapped them in the microwave for a few seconds, and voila. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So you're like the Levi Roots. You could have been the Levi Roots of cheesy be, chips, but it was, yeah. didn't happen. Yeah, it didn't happen at all. And everyone was going, oh, that's disgusting. What are you eating that for? And I thought, well, it's nice, isn't it? You put cheese and baked potatoes. Why couldn't you put cheese and chips? <laughs> <laughs> so everyone at the time thought it was disgusting. Fast forward, I mean, it's it's en vogue. It is. It's every, every takeaway menu virtually, isn't it? So how do you feel when you see cheesy chips on that menu? That could have been named after you. Oh, it could be, couldn't it? No, I'm gutted. But... It'd be like, be like, um, they'd be called emerald chips, much like you get sort of like eggs royale or something like that. Yeah, that sounds good. (laughs) My gift to the world. (laughs) This is the daily takeaway.